Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Living Life with Jane Marie. And I believe this is episode number four. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you guys are rocking with me this long. Um, I'm so impressed. Normally, I would be so um, reluctant to record. But I find myself becoming more comfortable um, with the process. So um, today's episode is about parenting. Um, I've been a parent for 12 years and I have two children. Um, my son who is 12 years old and my daughter who is four. And today, that was a long end, <laughs> but today it's going to focus on my views as parenting um as I have two different kids in two different decades you know it's it's a it's harder I never really paid attention to how difficult it will be at times when you um have two different children you know with a an eight-year age gap um my son he was born in 2007 and my daughter was born at the end of 2015. And it's easier to just try to loop them in together, I guess, because that's how I grew up. You know, it was, although it was seven of us, the last five were pretty dang close. The last five of us are pretty dang close in age. So um, we did a lot of things simpler. Um, but yeah, my son and my daughter they they have two different personalities um I guess I said I said this statement so much what I'm getting ready to state that it's starting to rub off on the kids I normally say oh my goodness my kids are like cat and dog Uh, my son is more playful laid back um colorful and my daughter is (laughs) is a cat she is um, very independent, headstrong, focused, determined, and, um, when they come together, it is like a love-hate relationship, one minute they're playing, next minute they are literally attacking each other, but, um, I think it's time to retire that, because I, now I hear my son saying it, you know, when we're talking, or if, if, I'm talking to another parent and he's with me. He used, he tend to say, yeah, my mom views us as a cat and dog. I know it sounds bad, but you know, it's, you know, it was, it was relatable, you know, at the time when I started saying that, but, um, now it's really an eye opener. Motherhood has been very challenging at times, rewarding times um I question it um at times I just want to say F it (laughs) forget it all I want to be by myself on the island and there's some times where I am just so happy to have them in my lives um you guys are going to hear so much about them because they are my world they are my legacy 
um, that God has given me. But um, when I first found out I was pregnant in 2007, um, there was so much run, running through my head. It's like, how can I do this? You know, how could you put yourself in this position? Um, and believe it or not, it came to a point where I had few people, even though I was 22 years old, there was some people that was inspired by the enemy that wanted to convince me to end his life before it even began. And when that those statements started coming up, I wanted to know what was special about this baby. What was so special about him that anybody will try to convince me to end his life before it even began? At that point, I was convinced. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I was convinced that I wanted to make him, you know, let him live. Because if the enemy or if anybody will even form their lips and say, you know, are you going to keep it? That blew my mind. And I don't even think I knew it was a boy at the time. But I you know, I think I was already claiming it, it to be a boy because I wanted a boy. I knew um, back in 2006, me and a friend was having a conversation. And we were talking about baby names. Who would have thought that a little over a year later, the name that we were talking about would have become the name of my child. Um... But we talked about this, and then um, knowing that the, the name meant, you know, it's a biblical name of a prophet, you know, it, it stood out. It really stood out. So even after he was born, he didn't officially have his name. I think it took us, you know, a good few hours. He was just named Boy, Miniweather. But um, I remember my dad and my mom and my oldest brother was in the room and on a whiteboard he literally my brother started writing out names because I just wanted to name him Morgan but I couldn't go Morgan you know um and I couldn't say Tracy because Tracy Morgan I don't it's not that I like the actor it's just I love Morgan as, as at the time I love the name Morgan as for a man um because you had Tracy Morgan, but you also had Morgan Freeman. Um, again, it was just a name that stuck out, but um, what ultimately stuck was the name Nathan. And so, um, by the end of the first night of his birth, he had his name. Thanks to my big brother, you know, and my parents being around. But, um... Who would have thought that that baby at the time would grow up into this this young man? You know, um, he's 12 now, getting ready to hit the teenage years. You know, this decade is is really it's it's, it's hard to fathom because at the end of this decade, I will have a 22 year old child. You know, can't even call him a child. It would be a, an adult, you know, <laughs> and that's, it's, it's crazy, but it's real. 
and um he he really did keep me on my toes me and him have been through so much you know he was born in Oregon um and was only he was two years old when we moved here to Texas so he rolled with me thick um outside the few summers that he went back to Oregon you know most of the time he was with me and and um just living life you know doing life surviving at that moment because the first few years of our lives we were surviving you know surviving in a relationship trying to establish Texas being our home you know going through ups and downs and making the most of it most importantly you know we had family you know at moments we had family then it was at times it was just me and him so um we've gone through a lot he's seen a lot he heard a lot and he he has been exposed to not only just you know a lot of emotions but a lot of love that boy has been loved every day of his life everywhere he go and um you know to see him transform into who he is today with his dreads and all you know it's 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 amazing it really is and now um watching him transform through the his teenage years is is really but i believe that there is going to be a great man that emerged as an adult i think he's going to be so amazing um and i wish i can take all the credit but it, it won't be just because of me. It's going to be so many people that have impacted his life. And most importantly, his personal relationship with God. That is that is his foundation. You know, that is one of the main things that I instilled in him. Even when I didn't even, you know, I was still trying to instill it in me. I remember when um, we were here. Maybe we were in our second year in Texas, and um, I finally ended the relationship I was in, and that is the only person he knew as his father. You know, um, they they spent a lot of time together. He called him dad. That was that was his dad, and um, this individual, you know, he looked at my child as his son. But when the relationship ended. I had to end their relationship and um, I remember in 2011 um, just crying on the floor with my three-year-old child and just praying to God to step in because I'm like I don't know how to handle this I don't know how to handle this I don't know what to do I not only did it that I break up my relationship I broke up his with someone that he loved and so I remember with my son crying for him in the bathtub and I'm sitting on the floor crying too you know praying saying God you know how do I handle this and the only thing I could tell him at that point at my um, tell my son at that point was who God was 
to know God as the father that he needed. And who would have thought that nine years later, this young man would have a personal relationship with God? You know, it is, it's really, it's amazing. It is very amazing. And there are times where I use it as a crutch. And then there's times where I know that I, I try to intervene. But at the end of the day, I'm as he learned, I'm learning too. And, you know, being a single mom to a young man, it can be difficult at times because the way I think and the way I am, he's not at, he's not, he's not at all. So I may think that I can do multiple things at once. He is, no, let me do one thing at a time because if you give me more stuff, I'm going to be confused and I won't get nothing done. And we've clashed. We've clashed. Um, my son is very respectable, but he's still learning. He's even learning the voice on the inside of him because there was times where, you know, being a single parent, I, I have to work. So before I even had my second child, my son was in elementary school, you know, especially in particular third, well, not third, but maybe fourth and fifth grade. Um, either if he wasn't going to um, after school or if I couldn't afford the after school program, uh, he was going home, especially in the beginning of fifth grade. But the fifth grade, his fifth grade year, we went to, we, he went to three different elementary schools at that point. But there was a period of time when my son would come directly home after school and be by himself. And I didn't understand or I didn't know at the time that that would cause him to, you know, create boundaries in a way that he did. You know, he always looked for fun and having a good time. Where I'm, you know, I bring back the reality. You no, know, look, I'm here. Even though there were a couple of hours where I did not, you know, I wasn't there because I was working and then trying to get through traffic and everything to get back to him. Like my second episode, he started developing an alternative universe where he was the only one there. And recently, um, it's been showing now. So from the time he was in fourth grade until now, you know, there's been a lot of stuff suppressed inside of him. So now it's starting to come out in different ways. And now I'm truly looking to God and my own personal experiences to help pull him out of this place this dark place because that there's a lot of pain there because that place will make you feel like you are lonely and, and nobody is there to help you and you're screaming help 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 me and nobody can hear you so now because of that you start acting out you start doing things that you normally don't do it can be little frustrating moments here and there that you blow up. And I've been noticing that. And um, even with dealing with situations with him, 
it's like, man, you know, I can't do everything. I'm literally trying to do two jobs at once. And I don't know, first of all, although my dad was there for periods of my life, he wasn't there to teach me everything that I should know, even, um, you know, to have that, that male perspective, you know, even with shaping me to be a mother, I didn't have that. So, you know, it's hard to, you know, try to relate to boys. And we think because they're quiet, oh, they're easier, you know, oh, they just want to play the game. Oh, just let them have their moment, just feed them and that's good. No, they have emotions too. And now I'm learning that my son has a lot to say. And it's been suppressed so much that now I'm starting to see it come out in many other ways. And it is affecting his livelihood. You know, I'm not saying that he's in danger or anything, but it's just, you know, it's getting to a point where it's altering the way he acts. And so, you know, it's good that I can see that because it reminds me of me when I was at the, you know, at that age. Quiet and I internalized everything, but I had a breaking point. And I believe my son just walked into his breaking point. So now we're trying to take the steps to go not ask him what's going on because I know what's going on. But now we got to walk through the emotional trauma of him being by himself, you know, him, you know, having these thoughts, but yet suppressing them. And now we got to, like he even said, we got to unpack it like it's a suitcase. And that's what I'm learning how to do with my child and try to take it day by day. Because there are some times where I'm very strict. Then there's times I'm very lenient and I want to give my kids the world. So it can be confusing at, you know, at times. But again, I'm still learning balance in life. So now I, what I'm learning, I quickly got to turn around and teach my kids. And it's, it's hard. It's hard at times. It's hard at times, so here I am, you know, a mother of a preteen young man who has goals and aspirations, trying to expose him to different things, but also dig up the, the roots of pain that has been left. And I know I can't do it all, and I thank God for those around me who is connected to him um first of all spiritually um because his his godmom one of his godmoms um who had a spiritual connection with him can pick up on things and it helps me it helps me so much because if I can't pick it up I know somebody in my camp can and then he loves hard so it's like you know, now he's trying to pour himself into, you know, people who is not reciprocating that. So we're walking through all of that. So just the, the camp that we have around him, um, my brothers, um, mentors, you know, just this, the things that God has exposed him to is around him. And he doesn't have direct stuff because a lot of the things I believe God wants to teach him directly 
but he also, you know, have enough people around him where he will have that balance. He has a spiritual life and he has, um, he has a spiritual relationship. And he also has his actual physical relationships with me, um, his, you know, and other people around us. So now we're walking in the process of let's uncover that voice. Let it be heard. What is it saying? And why? And what can we do? Not to suppress it even more, but to satisfy it. Because that voice will be something that he's going to need later on in life. And that is what's causing these, you know, these imbalanced, imbalanced outbursts. Because he is at a place where he needs to recognize there is a voice on the inside of him. And if we don't express it, it's going to start crying. Just like babies. Babies, we, you know, they have different cries. And we have to learn those cries to understand what's going on with babies. But now that those babies grow up and start talking, those cries don't change. Because there are times where we don't even, as adults, we don't even have the words to say. But we cry about stuff and people just label you as a crybaby. In reality, no, I have something to say. I just don't know how to say it and I just want somebody to help me to say it. That is where my son is. And because I know that, it is my, I'm obligated, it's my duty to help him find that voice that is going to later on be used because it's the foundation of who he's going to be when he become a man. And I want him to be able to really be confident in that voice knowing that he is connected to the God above and he is firm and he is firmly grounded not just in the word of God but in who he is mind body and soul I want him to be able to be seen as somebody is who is balanced who is profoundly balanced in a world full of chaos and as God teach me, I am going to teach my children. And so I've been learning so much from my children. So much. Um, I haven't even really gotten to my daughter. And I think that's going to be a whole nother episode because she deserves her own episode. But right now, Nathan deserved this one. And what I, I see for him in the future um, he knows my plans. He knows that I want to have an empire where when he go to college, he's graduating knowing that he is literally going to be CEO of the empire and the company that I, the productions and, and everything that I house in my, um, I don't want to call it a firm, but in my foundation, everything that I build, I want my children to run it. And if they decide not to, they know that they are still a part of it because the legacy that I build is for them and their children and their children's children. I'm doing this for my great-grands, not just for my my babies, my great-grandchildren. Until Jesus come back, I want to make sure that it is it has been established. So I want them to be able to hear the words 
that a hundred 100 years from now i want my babies my grandbabies to be like you know what i have recordings of my grandmother in her 30s talking about us knowing that one day that we will be here i want them to be able to hear these recordings and see where i was and see where i've gone during the time frame so the next five to seven decades that I live if not more than that um, I want them to be able to hear who I am as a whole person in my most intimate thoughts and this is what I'm doing today this is a part of my legacy they will be able to hear my thoughts to know that I did not have it all together because when they look at me When my grandchildren one day look at me, they're going to say, wow, you did so much. You accomplished so much. How? How did you start? They'll be able to go back to these very same recordings and say, wow, you were ignorant. No, (laughs) no, you, you, you were full. You know, you had a vision, but you also spoke through the fears of of your mindset I want them to hear every part of me that there were emotions about this there was um, mental blockages at moments when I was going through this but yet I overcame I don't want them to see my accomplishments and say wow you accomplished so much I don't know how I would do it I want them to be able to take these recordings and be like wow Granny went through some stuff. Granny had to break some cycles before she was able to really accomplish what she's done. So they would know that in order to reach the top, there is an uphill battle. And it is going to break you, but it's going to break you to build you up to be something so much greater. So much. So this is where I am with my children and my son this is where I am because he's one day gonna be a a father if he chose that life one day he's gonna be a grown man 35 years old and I want him to be an ambassador of what a healthy black man is supposed to be Knowing that he he has dealt with so much in his life that when it's time to stand up in front of the crowd, he, he will say, I am ready. I am ready. I want him to be able to live his life out loud and know that there is nobody but God that can judge him and put him in a heaven and put him in heaven or hell. That means everybody else's comments concerns or feedback wouldn't be irrelevant if it's not going to edify him and what he's doing or if they're not coming for coming to him with the word of God that means he can only he can only take what is needed and throw the rest out I want him to be a man that this world has not seen yet and if that means that I have to spend time helping him walk through this process then by golly I will I will but at the same time I still have to balance my life 
because and that's why I have to balance my life I really do and um, I have to do this knowing that God is in control so I may miss something but I know whatever I miss God is going to take care of the rest God is going to take care of the rest and I appreciate that I have these two kids because man I don't want to mess up their life but I don't want to lose the momentum of what God is doing for me and I don't have to run right now at this very moment the hardest thing for me is being a mom because I'm used to being a part-time mom and believe it or not you know most parents who work full-time especially single parents who work full-time um and then come pick their kids up just to feed them get them in the shower and then have them on the weekends you know I consider that being a part-time mom I know it may not be in your eyes but to me it it is because we we still withdraw ourselves from these kids and now I'm no longer working and my my purpose and my my sole purpose right now is to reestablish my home which is the foundation for the kids and knowing and teaching them not knowing but teaching them how to to know the voice of God and establish their own voice so that was a lot but this is it this is parenting one-on-one um it's really not but it is how I perceive what parenting is and according to the last 12 years of my life being a mother so I thank you please look forward to part two which is going to be more about the life of my daughter but I thank you I thank you I thank you um keep rolling with me keep keep rolling with me and you will not regret it all right this is Jay Marie and until we speak again have a great achieving day